0: Hello and welcome to the Interabangs Red Couch Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kohler, and today I have the pleasure of being here with uh, one of my longtime friends, uh, Jack Jackson Britton. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing pretty good, yeah.
0: Happy to hear it, happy to hear it. So, um, so for for those who, who don't know Jack very well, Jack just jumped into the game design program uh, just at the downtown campus of Fanshawe, and I specifically wanted to talk to you today because this will be coming out the same day as our tech issue. Uh, And I know you hate technology. You never work with it. Uh, You're a classic hammer and chisel kind of guy. Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, I just, all the conversations that we've had over the years, a lot of it has either been around anime or on uh, a lot of tech, a lot of games and things like that coming out. So just to kind of quickly ramp into it just a tad bit, uh, but also going to be probably for you one of the harder questions that I'm going to ask you. Um, just to start off with our favorite piece of technology, gaming, what is your favorite video game? I have a couple guesses on what I think it is, but...
1: Just like uh, favorite is in I've spent the most time with or like one I just sit down to play regularly.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard question. Usually I loop it in into, like, these little lightning questions I like to do towards the end of these, but that'd be a good one to start off with.
1: Yeah, I mean, Destiny's always just been one that I play, but I think my, my like, all-time favorite game... Hollow Knight.
0: Hollow Knight. Okay. Okay, I'm surprised. I know, um, I haven't
1: talked about that one much. Yeah.
0: Before. Um... Yeah. Oh. I don't know what I was expecting, but that's uh, that's a good pick. What do you like about Hollow Knight? I,
1: I mean I, I do like a good Metroidvania every once mm-hmm. in a while. It it was one of the first games that it, like really pushed me to try to get better at the games. Mm. That and Elden Ring, so
0: Oh nice. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah, the closest I get to uh Soul's lights are uh was, was Cuphead. Yeah, that's I was say, Cuphead? just because yeah. of the animation style. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a whole other bag of horribleness. Um, But no, that's awesome. A very unique unique game. I think I was mentally expecting you to say like Borderlands or something like that. Okay, yeah,
1: that's fair. I've I've also played a lot of Borderlands.
0: Destiny, not a surprise. I know you adore Destiny. You talk (laughs) about Destiny quite a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And what do you like about that one in particular? Destiny? Yeah.
1: I've I've always been a fan of a a gear grind. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I just I love the art team that Bungie has. Just... Every, all the exotics and like the armor sets. I like collecting those.
0: They're definitely good at sucking you back in, and even I will periodically jump back into into Destiny just to see what they've done, what changes they've gone through. It's a
1: year-long cycle for me. I hate Destiny. Ooh, a new expansion's coming out. That looks pretty. (laughs)
0: There's so many games like that, and it's like, ah, just as soon as I get out, you pull me right back in. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so, uh, like I mentioned, you are just in your first semester of game design here, Mm. so uh, very fitting you have a love for video games and now want to design them and work on the back and for a living. What got you wanting to get into game design? Was there any particular moment where you're like, yeah, I think I I think this is what I want to do?
1: Well, I, ever since I was a kid, I know like we would play like playing games in the backyard trying to come up with a story. That was always part of it and I've always liked drawing and doing art and uh for a long time I thought it would be like a very uh, unviable skill path. And then one day I was just I was working at my job and I was like, wow, I'm not enjoying this. I want to like. I want to follow my dream. So I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna do game design. So that's why. So I saved up money and you know here I am.
0: And ta da! Uh, it would have been. I wish I had uh, the the hindsight to actually bring uh, Jordan, my sister, onto this as well. Yeah. Um, having someone going into game design and having someone who's graduated and works for Digital Extremes. Um, what? I know there's many different facets of game design. I've even taken a, a bit of game design myself. Which particular, now that you've kind of gotten into the classes, is there is there a particular niche that you like so far, whether it's more the animation, the 3D modeling, the, the digital drawing, is there a particular side you like?
1: Favorite one I've enjoyed so far, I think, is 3D modeling. Mm-hmm. I've been having good fun doing that. The homework I've actually been very invested into, so having a good time with that at the moment.
0: Uh, I know it's just in the the first few weeks. What assignments have you kind of touched on so far?
1: Uh, the first one was you had to model a room based off of a photo that was given. That one was fun. But the second one, that was the fun one. We had to model an X-Wing.
0: That's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> we had to pick in ours, I think it was... I remember having to do one assignment where we had to pick between a two like uh, different modes of transportation and uh, it was like, uh, like a, a plane or something or a tank and... I hated that tank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the modeling side was my least favorite part, followed so ever closely by animation. I was way more into the digital drawing. The concept art. if you get me to draw you a nice landscape for a background, 100% I'd love it. But the modeling, it's so tedious. Uh, yeah, if you mess up one polygon and suddenly the whole uh, rig is just messed up, it's like ah great. <laughs>
1: That's what the undo functions for.
0: Oh fa- yeah, fair, 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 fair. And I yeah, I got into a had to get into a rhythm of having just tons of saves just in yes. case I messed something up one point and and didn't realize at what point mm-hmm. I messed it up, and then realized like within three actions of me starting I had messed up. <laughs> uh, but I know it's a it's a it's a very tough program from what I've heard. Uh, how have you been handling the pressures of it now that you've gotten started?
1: Uh, pretty good so far. No no majors, but. Yeah,
0: nice, and that's good. To, and it's 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 a lot of fun, uh, and I think everybody who joins into that that game design program kind of has ideas on where they'd like to end up going. Are there any game uh, like game companies, any studios that you would like end goal, finishing your career? Where do you kind of see yourself working?
1: I'd love to work somewhere like uh, Supergiant so the people <laughs> who made Hades. Nice, and Bastion, yeah. Transistor, those games. I'm a big fan of those. Hades is also up there in my top games.
0: That one's spectacular, and cr- the whole thing is designed to be like replayed over and yeah. over and over again. Uh, so I'm very well for the designed. Coming out soon. Nice. Yeah. When yeah. does that one actually come out? No idea.
1: <laughs> it, it'll show up one day on my Steam, and i will be like, ooh.
0: Finally. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, kind of carrying into the next thing, I did want to talk with you a little bit about some of the big things kind of going in the tech spaces and on the cover of our latest issue is actually a big uh, VR headset illustration. Looks lovely. Love the art team here at the Um But it's been a few years now that we've kind of been experiencing and getting to know VR a little bit more ever since kind of my earliest one. I mean, there's the virtual boy, of course, which, it's its own horror story. Uh, but I, the, the whole trend of VR kind of really started picking up around the, the Oculus Rifts, the dev kits that they were coming out back in kind of early 2010s-ish. Uh, and now they've gone full retail, full commercial on them. Uh, what is your it, thought of the, the current realm of VR headsets on the market? Do you think they're, they're good? Do you think they peaked a little too early? Do you think they peaked a little too late?
1: I think it's still such a niche g- genre. And there's no really big commercial appeal yet for games because it's so easy to get motion sickness for a lot of mm-hmm. games that are based around movement. I think they've had some great successes, like Half-Life Alex is just such a brilliant use of the medium, and I think my favorite is definitely Tetris Effect, if you've ever seen that one. Oh,
0: I don't know if I have, actually, not did so, you mention that.
1: One of the great things about VR is how much you can be completely blocked off and just in your own little world. And it fits so well with how easy it is to get into a flow state with Tetris, that it's just like your entire vision, everything is just consumed by your game of Tetris. And you can, I find you can just play so much better, and they have like everything synced up to the music, Just that—that's a game you can lose hours in in VR. Oh,
0: I bet. Well, and there's there's two kinds of people: the people who find Tetris really calm and really soothing, or the people who find it stressful, chaotic, and just the worst thing imaginable. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's fair. (laughs) Entirely depends on how long you've been playing for me.
0: Well, when I think of VR, my default usually has been going to the the Resident Evil games. I think Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Eight have had uh, the VR ports for it. And the I played the the VR demo for Resident Evil Seven uh, back when I had my own uh, little headset, and huh, I I love horror I love scary games but those ones when you're actually kind of immersed in it it's right in front of you uh, everywhere you look everywhere you turn you're immersed in the game, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the Tetris one but in just a
1: completely different scary
0: yeah. the pants off you sort of mm-hmm. way um, it's spectacular it's amazing
1: yeah. The, the Resident Evil team has really been pushing I think the VR, like what's capable in VR and I love that I know um, Resident Evil 4 Village is getting a VR mm-hmm. version soon that looks really interesting I'm not sure if I'll play it but I, again I, I do think that they are slowly making their way towards the mainstream and I think it's only going to take one or two big breakout games before it's more commonly seen
0: yeah, I know a lot of the sales as of late. I know uh, PlayStation just released their their second headset mm-hmm. now, um, which a lot of it does not integrate very well with anything that was designed for the first VR headset. And PlayStation as a company is getting on my nerves lately. We can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the sales have been slowly kind of starting to dwindle. I feel like the, the big hype, the big burst of VR kind of came and went and... And like I said, they kind of need some sort of a big um, innovation to really still drive it forward. I think a lot of like weight reduction will be one of the most helpful ones to kind of push it, just so you don't physically feel the headset. And then, yeah, doing more for, for people who suffer from motion sickness really, really easy because I know there's a whole portion of the gaming market that's kind of cut off from it just because motion sickness mm-hmm. is so easy to get in the VR headsets. Yeah.
1: And I feel like VR, one of its greatest strengths, is found in games like VR Chat, mm-hmm. which I, I feel like. I mean, I think Meta tried to get their own in in that community and just absolutely failed.
0: On some of my favorite videos for the past few years, I, I've been seeing less and less of uh, as of late. VR Chat, VR so great. funny. Some of the content creators who focus on VR Chat are just the funniest people imaginable. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you're into kind of slightly dark humor a lot of time, the VR chat was such a, mm-hmm. a good little progression for virtual reality. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope that somehow finds another comeback when they make more uh, more innovations with VR. Uh, and I kind of mentioned it. PlayStation's been getting on my nerves. Uh, They're uh, mostly just, they're kind of doing an app, a stereotypical Apple company thing where they're making a lot of products that only work for specific generations of PlayStation and don't work for anything else. Um, And then that alongside of companies like them and Microsoft kind of absorbing all of the little, the the smaller companies. And I know Mm -hmm. uh, one of the Microsoft CEOs that they consider uh, Nintendo kind of on the table as a big fish that they're trying to go which after.
1: Which is crazy. Which would be
0: nuts. Um, but what do you think of the whole kind of slight monopolization of gaming companies between Sony and Microsoft as time has been moving forward?
1: It worries me. I, I think that we're going to lose just a lot of independent studios, which for a long time have been the lifeblood of good games. Not uh extremely monetized like these indie studios that are, are doing it for the passion of the game. right And I, i'm worried but we're also seeing on the other side studios that are like going against that with um larian studios mm-hmm. like uh microsoft tried to buy them out and they denied
0: which is great
1: i'm so glad <laughs> baldur's gate was incredible
0: well, and I like how many co- so many companies after that game's released, basically said, "Hey, what they're doing is unique. We're not gonna do that. Uh, that's gonna take too much like grunt power for us to push mm-hmm. out games to that sort of a consistency. Don't expect it going forward." And it just makes me respect Larry and so incredibly much, and not having like microtransactions, um, not having big uh, opening day d- like DLCs mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, what, what
1: was it they said on their website game comes feature complete
0: yeah like that should realistically that should just be a given yeah. you would think you totally. would hope. Um, but yeah, like you said, independent games. Uh, anytime E three, any time of the like uh, gaming expos, kicked around. Uh, my favorite ones to to watch and to check out were the live streams for the independent shows,
1: like Corridor Digital. Yeah. And, yeah,
0: because they the indie companies are the ones who are able to kind of push the envelope without worry for for shareholders for profits. They can just kind of throw stuff at the wall see if it sticks, and then all the other big companies are like, oh, we like that. We're going to take that now. That's ours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that sums up the gaming industry very well.
0: Which is tough. Which is tough to see. Uh, Of course, naturally, in everything nowadays in a a more uh, commercial world, that's just kind of how every industry is. But... I'm still sad to see it in my video games a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll see how that ends up continuing. I know there was a big uh, big kind of lawsuit, big case uh, with Microsoft and if it if they were to actually be able to buy out Act Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. Yep. And that was a whole media fiasco. I was very happy I got to talk about that a little bit. Um, so we'll see how that whole kind of landscape yeah, changes. Yeah, I
1: think the next three to five years in the gaming industry are going to be important.
0: Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it'll at least be exciting, which is something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Might not like what ends up happening, but at the very least, it's exciting. Uh, And so kind of drifting a little bit away from games, focusing on other forms of tech. uh, I know I've always been really excited for uh, smartphones and like foldable tech, kind of drawing back to Mm -hmm. uh, like the Motorola Razr, um, basically taking a smartphone and making it fold in half. I've been the biggest advocate for that for like a decade now. I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are are there any other big forms of tech that you've been seeing coming out that get you really excited or any that you're hoping to see more of down the horizon a little bit?
1: Mm. I think one of the, like the most interesting one I've seen just because I'm very dialed into the, the gaming space is as much as it worries me, Uh, AI being used to generate artwork. But I I like tools that are aiding in the use of development, not taking over. Like, I know Unreal recently put out uh, the ability to take, like, a 2D texture and map it to a 3D polygon. Mm -hmm. And, like, taking just a texture and making it a 3D polygon, which is just so incredible for fidelity in games and just saves so much time. And I think that those choices are going to make such a big impact.
0: Well, and especially in in game design, having anything that can save time, nobody will ever say no to that in the industry, just because of how tedious Mm -hmm. the little things like that can be, and having to either take one asset and then multiply it a million times, or... If you like it to look more unique, making just a ton of really tedious, small, little assets, which just Mm -hmm. take so much time away from what you're doing. Uh, I mean, that kind of works in most industries. Anything to be more efficient, more effective is always, always going to be considered useful.
1: Always what seems the most important.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned AI. It's actually a really good time to talk about that, too. Uh, Google just released their BARD system, which basically is uh, a competitor for uh, uh, Microsoft, ChatGPT, basically their own integrated AI system. It ends up doing a lot of pulling from, I believe, Gmail. It can pull information from YouTube. It can pull information from Google Maps. Uh, with how big and kind of grandiose AI more than likely will end up being. Are there any any? Is it more fear based that you kind of look at AI as nowadays, or do you still have that glimmer of excitement at it looking forward?
1: I'd say there is a small glimmer of excitement, but it's definitely more fear based.
0: Mm-hmm. Anytime, I've anytime we look at things like the Matrix, any future, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's hard not to kind of have this sort of little stigma attached to AI and what could it could end up doing. It's
1: Giving AI the ability to form opinions scares me.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Anytime, I know they've, a lot of them have been kind of just tests and trials, but anytime Mm -hmm. where they've gotten like robots to talk to other robots is terrifying.
1: (laughs) Have you seen the backpack the guy that runs Chat GPT carries around?
0: No, I don't know if I have.
1: So he has a backpack that's essentially a kill switch that he takes with him everywhere he goes, just in case.
0: Just in case? Yeah. That's kind of, especially the people who are developing it every day, you kind of have to look forward to what the future could entail. So a lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, that's stupid. That like, why are they doing that? But then when you're actually in the position of the people who are making it and designing it and adapting it every single day, that's kind of what you see on the horizon inevitably. Yep. Um, But you kind of mentioned one good use for for AI in terms of streamlining a lot of processes. Um, I know the college and and programs uh, across all the campuses have been talking about AI as well and its potential use for for cheating and for plagiarism. Um, Do you see on just a regular kind of day to day level any just good, genuine uses for AI at all? So I know uh, to, to give one example for us, uh, in, in journalism, we've been uh, dabbling with the idea of getting AI to actually do more grammar correction, um, fixing little mistakes like that on a day to day. If you end up having uh, difficulties trying to come up with a title for a podcast or something, yep. it's able to turn it out really easily. Um, that's that's kind of how I know our journalism program's kind of been approaching AI to try and find some good ways to use it a little bit.
1: I feel like uh, AI is such a tri- tricky discussion. And my honest answer is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what scares me. Because just like there's so so many unique ways of using it that just, I would just never think of. And then you find out someone else has been using it for you. Like, that's brilliant, but also at the same time terrifying.
0: Mm-hmm. And at so, the end of the day, it's all still just kind of at its infancy on yeah. the more commercial retail uh, general public side. Mm-hmm. Of course, AI has been been contemplated and worked on for years and years and years now. But it's the first kind of real set of years where it's been in the public space. Um, so we'll kind of see where it ends up going. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Now it's it's definitely one of the main things you should keep in your eye on these days.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, if there's any, any topics that, that listeners should be checking out on a consistent basis to see changes and actively be pursuing, yep. AI is probably a pretty safe one to keep Absolutely. up on. Uh, and so, Jack. Just to kind of wrap up, one thing that's kind of become a little routine for me that I like doing for everybody that I interview is kind of ending with little lightning questions. All right. a lot of people don't know a lot about you, yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't go on podcasts too, too often. Uh, but they'd like to know more, kind of personality-wise, about the people that we get to talk all to right. uh, during all these episodes. So, with that, I have a few little lightning questions to ask you. Go for uh, it. With that, I want you to answer as quick as possible. Don't think too, too much about it. None of them are gonna. It's not gonna be like, what's your social insurance number? Uh, what was your mother? maiden name. Um, or anything like oh, that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, write that down. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of simple, easy ones. Yeah, all right. Um, so we already started with favorite games. All Knock that one yep. off the list. Um, do you have a favorite band? Not really, no. Not? Ooh, that's a unique... I mean, that's totally fine. I'm kind of sort of in the same realm where there's not really any huge ones. I have a couple that yeah. always come top to mind. Queen's but
1: just a classic.
0: Queen's just great, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's cool. No, I like that actually a little bit. Um. I know this answer, but for people at home, do you play any instruments?
1: I did. I used to play the oboe. I do not anymore.
0: Oh, you don't miss it? No. <laughs> I know it was a tough one. Um, do you have a, a favorite season of the year?
1: Fall? It's like spring, but my allergies don't act up.
0: Yeah, good pick. Good pick. I agree with that. Uh, favorite television show? One Piece. One Piece? That's not a surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those who haven't seen the live action, surprisingly good. Incredibly good. Uh, gives surprised. me hope for live action anime and for Avatar that they're making. Yep. Uh, favorite food? Sushi. Sushi. Good pick. Uh, do you cook? Yes. Yeah? What's your favorite dish to cook? Steak. Uh good pick. Good, 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 good. That's one of my go-tos. Uh, my wallet doesn't like that it's one of my go-tos. Yeah, but. I get
1: that. <laughs> uh,
0: what did you want to first be when you were a kid? Astronaut. Good pick. Yeah, usually it's it's that, f- uh, like, f- fire, fire firefighter. department, firefighter, yeah. uh, or police officer. Yep. Usually kind of the key three. Uh, and last but not least, do you have a favorite movie, Jack?
1: Uh, Into the Spider-Verse.
0: Oh, good pick. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for... Uh, Part two of... Yeah. yeah it's going to be good. Ugh. But whenever that decides to come out. Uh, and so, anyways, that pretty much wraps it up, Jack. Thank awesome. you so much for for coming on, for talking with me for just a little bit. Always
1: a pleasure to chat with you.
0: Woo! Uh, and so... Um, this has been the Interrobang's Red Couch Podcast. You can listen to previous and future episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to catch our next issue, which hits shelves today, or on our website at theinterrobang.ca, where you can stay up to date on all things fanshaw. For the Red Couch Podcast, I'm Justin Kohler.